The Daily Rios, for March 20th, 2013. New Comics Wednesday. What do you do when you're raised to be a weapon, but you're tired of death? How do you quit the past when violence is all around you? When somebody pushes you far enough, you push back. And if they're not dead already, it's only because I haven't killed them yet. Hi, Rachel Alec here, star of Ghostline and Officer Down. I'm training for my next lead role as Tura Gun Angel, based on the comic book character by Martheus Wade. Like Catwoman and Black Widow, Tura can seduce you one minute and kick your butt the next. Come see me in action at TuraGunAngel.com. First off, an apology for the delay in releasing yesterday's episode. Dreamhost was down which meant that the site was down, and I was able to release Tuesday's episode through Tumblr and archive.org, but had to wait to this morning to finally put it up on my own site. But it is there, and has been there since this morning, and hopefully those who are interested in the topic, which was a re-release of The Tower, episode zero, which was first done back in 2009, Hopefully, if you're interested in that, you got to listen to it or at least download it. So, yay. Yay for the site being back up. Uh, Also, real quick, if you haven't heard, there's a new episode of the Uncanny X-Cast out today as well. Episode 141. So happy about that. All right, new comics. New comics for stuff that came out today, either in your stores or online or digitally or however you're getting them. It's a new comics Wednesday, best day of the week. From Dark Horse, another issue of Mind Management by Matt Kent, issue number 9. There's the Massive Trade Paperback, volume 1, called Black Pacific for $19.99. This is uh, Brian Wood's new tale over at Dark Horse. It's a sprawling, post-apocalyptic epic following the crew of the Capitol from the flooded remnants of Hong Kong to uh, Unalaska, with stops in Antarctica and Mogadishu, as post-crash ethics and economics are explored across a broken world. This collects issues 1 through 6, plus three eight-page stories from Dark Horse Presents. Speaking of Dark Horse Presents, there's another issue of that out today, issue 22, featuring the return of Fish Police. Yay! There's also an interview by Mike Richardson with artist extraordinaire Jeff Darrow. And this is kind of interesting and a bit of synchronicity. I just dropped Jeff Darrow's name yesterday in a discussion on Twitter. Do you remember the Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep adaptation that Boom Studios did a few years back? It was 24 issues. It was a word-for-word retelling with comic book art of Philip Dick's story. Uh, Not even a retelling. They just took the story and... You're reading every single one of his words. They just created artwork and a comic book sequential story around it. So that prompted me on Twitter to ask for more of the same. Maybe not exactly word for word, but something that was really close, that didn't change anything, that certainly didn't omit anything. And I asked that I would love to see an adaptation of Isaac Asimov's Foundation series. Something that I read as a kid something that is truly steeped in sci-fi and probably prompted what what I love about sci-fi. 
And in response, Eric from the Longbox Review Podcast asked what artist I would want on that series. Now, I didn't really give it much thought, but Jeff Darrow actually popped in my brain, one of the first artists that popped in my brain when he asked that question. I figured I wanted somebody detailed, somebody that had good storytelling, somebody that had that real stark, uh, vertical, detailed look, right? Didn't play around too much with... uh, crazy angles or superhero style, you know, something just, you know, like, like a Frank Quitely. And I also mentioned uh, Dave Givens as well. You know, think of his Watchmen look. <clears throat> I could see him doing a Foundation series with that very stark, detailed look. So interesting to see Jeff Darrow's name pop up on uh, New Comics Wednesday. From DC, the final issue of Grant Morrison's Action Comics, issue 18, before we get an issue, maybe two, from Andy Diggle before his final issue. Uh, and then Tony Daniel fills in before his final issue, before you get the picture. Constantine number one, which was a week late, by the way, uh, that's out this week. And I saw a few reactions on Twitter to the name change from Hellblazer to Constantine. And you know what? Sure, after 20 plus years of a title, I can see why some may balk at the change. But two things here. If you haven't been with Hellblazer from number one, or if you weren't around when that first issue hit. First off, the name Hellblazer wasn't the first choice. The, the, the first choice for the title of that book was supposed to be Hellraiser, but they couldn't get that because of the Clive Barker movie. And second, at the time, those of us who knew the character from Swamp Thing, and those of us who knew that he was getting the title, uh, at least those of us in within my circle of friends, we all sort of had a collective thought of, huh? Hellblazer? What the fuck kind of name is that? Like, where did that come from? It felt very arbitrary, even at that time, to give it a, just a, a catchy title, right? It meant nothing. And I know many of my comics at the time, we all sort of, my comic friends, we all thought, thought the same thing. Why did they not just name it Constantine? So... Yes, I, I can understand, you know, uh, you thinking, well, you know, it's got tradition, Hellblazer, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It could have been named Constantine too back then. It just wasn't. And it really wasn't because the name was, it wasn't because the name was picked because of some obvious reason. It was very unobvious. Anyway, uh, also from DC, uh, we have Justice League 18, Justice League of America number two, and JLA's Vibe number two. Way to compete with yourself there, DC. And then Superman, Death and Return of Superman Omnibus Hardcover for 100 bucks, over 1,000 pages. This feels a little more complete than the previous Death of Superman Omnibus that was out. Um, you know, say what you will, I, I enjoyed this arc a lot. Of the two big character assassination stories uh, at that time, Death of Soups and Nightfall, with Batman, this is the one that I've reread over and over and over again. I, I do. I just enjoy this story arc, and I enjoy the craziness of it, uh, the new characters that were introduced. Nightfall, they're getting a, a new... That story is getting a new trade treatment recently. It's, it's more... Um, has more stuff in it, you know? DC has been putting out a new trade series of that. But I haven't even gone through that once, surprisingly. So, not that anybody was comparing the two. I'm just making a comment. From IDW, Chuck Dixon and Paul Glacey are on the G.I. Joe Special Missions number one book. I 
don't really have any interest in it. I thought maybe somebody out there might. Uh, not, I just kind of pointed this out because I saw Paul Galassi's name and I thought of Six from Sirius and uh, Slash Mirad and you know some of his Master of Kung Fu stuff. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what his artwork looks now, but not enough to pick it up, but I may just flip through it just to see. Mystery Society Special 2013 from IDW as well, from Steve Niles and new artist Andrew Ritchie. This miniseries, previous to this, uh, Mystery Society 1 through 5, had artwork by Fiona Staples on Saga, currently. Uh, but if you liked Umbrella Academy and you liked quirky things, you might enjoy Mystery Society. Speaking of Saga, from Image, another issue of Saga, issue number 11, we also have uh, a new miniseries, one of five, called Five Ghosts, Haunting of Fabian Gray. This is by Frank J. Barriere and Chris Mooneyham, and this is about a treasure hunter who is possessed by five ghosts, each with an archetypical literary character and, and talent and skill. So, for instance, the wizard gives the main character the ability to wield magic. The archer gives him lightning-quick reflexes. The detective lends powers of intuition and deduction. Uh, he gets something from the samurai, and he also gets something from the vampire. So, uh, it's kind of a twist on, um, I don't know, Captain Marvel, or... Um, I don't know. So it sounded quirky and fun. It sounded uh, kind of interesting, so I thought I might point it out. From Marvel now, we just have a few bunch, uh, a new, a few issues continuing their series, such as All New X Men number nine, Avengers eight, Cable and X Force six, Captain America five, Deadpool six, Indestructible Hulk number five, New Avengers number four, Nova number two, Savage Wolverine number three, Superior Spider Man number six, and I know I owe uh, another Marvel now review episode or two, but I won't get to it this week. Uh, at least I don't think so. All right, that's it. That's your list for today for New Comics Wednesday. Be well, and I will see you tomorrow.